welcome to Monsters of Dating, the podcast. I'm your host, Renee, and this podcast is for you and for us all to discuss and share stories and experiences with online dating. I'm so excited to be bringing you episode number two. Guys, if you listened to my first episode, I shared a list of 11 types of toxic online daters you should avoid and be aware of. Online dating comes with opportunities to meet new people, but there are some red flags to watch out for when it comes to matches. Looking for love online can be a great way to connect with someone special, but can also be a mindful of red flags and warning signs. So before we dive into episode two, and for me to share with you one of my online dating stories, and... To feel more secure when you're interacting with someone online, I'll be linking some online dating and dating app safety tips to this podcast. I will also be sharing with you a list of some of the safest online dating apps that might be of interest to you if you are considering online dating. Okay, the first app is Bumble. This app puts women in charge. If you're comfortable making the first move, it's the app for you. My favorite safety feature is the private detector. It identifies and blurs out nude photos before you view them, protecting you from those pesky dick pic bandits. They also have a photo verification that protects you from catfishing. Okay, the next one is eHarmony. This app is safer than most dating apps because its mandatory questionnaire makes it hard to create fake accounts. It also screens users against criminal registries. eHarmony is geared towards mature-minded singles who are looking for committed quality relationships. It's not the trendiest app out there, but they do match people based on 29 dimensions of compatibility and interests. So, in fact, eHarmony will refund your three months membership fees if you're not satisfied with the experience. Okay, the next up is called The League. This is the Fort Knox of online dating apps. It was created for successful, ambitious people who have high standards and no time to waste. To get in, you have to qualify with your professional credentials and then wait to be accepted. They authenticate uh, users through their LinkedIn profiles and even make sure that matches are not your business associates. Almost zero chance of being catfished. Okay, the last app. Um, to be mentioned is called Match. This is one of the oldest dating sites around. So their matchmaking algorithm is state of the art. Match aims to create highly detailed profiles, not just for you, but for your desired mate. This allows for an opportunity to match up with someone you can really click with, as opposed to wadding through hordes of toxic online daters. Not only that, they scan and manually review profiles, do background checks and offer noon light emergency response services that can protect you in a dangerous situation. (laughs) 
Okay, guys, for more information, I'll be linking some articles to this podcast just to make you feel more secure when you're interacting with someone online. And as I always say, trust your instincts, guys. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Don't be afraid to be rude. Speak up or terminate the interaction as soon as you feel uncomfortable. Stay safe out there, guys. Please stay safe and be cautious. Okay, story time. Here's one experience I've had with online dating and it was, I have to say, traumatic. I was so naive to the online dating world and I honestly had no idea of how to spot the red flags. All I knew was to always meet in a public place where there are people around. That's all I knew, which is the exact right thing to do and follow. So please, Guys, if you are going to meet anyone, please meet them in a public place um, and, you know, don't meet anywhere where there's no one around. Um, However, I had no idea of the different types of toxic characters to be cautious of. If this story affects you in any way, please seek help. I'm no professional. However, I'm here for you if you need to have a chat. I will also be linking some sites you can reach out to if you require professional assistance. Please remember that this podcast is a safe place for you, so please don't be afraid, be yourself, and let's build this safe community together. Okay, back to my story. I met this guy on Plenty of Fish, the dating app, P-O-F. He seemed great at first. Well, they always are, aren't they? We spoke for a couple of weeks on the app, Then we exchanged numbers. We then organized to meet up. We met at a place that I would say is not so crowded and not isolated or no one around. It is a hangout place and there are always people in the area and restaurants nearby. It's actually near the beach. So we parked the cars, our cars close to each other and stepped out. The first meeting is always awkward, isn't it? It's it's always awkward when you meet someone for the first time. I was so nervous. Which is, so, which is normal. However, I'm the type that's pretty shy at first. Then when I get comfortable with the person, I'm, I'm fine. So we greeted each other and decided to go in to one of the restaurants nearby for a bite, drink and a chat. We sat there for a while and it was a, a decent conversation. And then we decided to head back outside. Where we were parked, you cannot see much of the beach. You can see from far. However, you had to either drive there or it's a walking distance. So he asked me if I would like to go for a drive with him around to where the beach was in his car. I thought to myself, I went in the restaurant with him and we had a decent chat. How bad could it be if I took that extra step to get to know each other or get to know him a bit more? I mean, why not? How else would we get to know each other if we don't try so I said, okay, I know, dumb decision, but it, t- it really taught me a lot. He drove up and parked his car there near the beach area. As we were sitting there, I sort of glanced back to the back seat of his car and noticed a stash of alcohol in the back. Not exactly on the seat, on the back seat, but it was on the floor at the back behind him, behind the driver's seat. I asked him why he had all that alcohol sitting there. He said, just in case he needed to have a drink. 
I said, it's not a good idea to drink and drive. Um, he said he usually will drink, have a drink and just park somewhere for the night and sleep in his car till the alcohol wore off. I left it at that. There was a water bottle on the cup holder near me on my side of the door. He's, he asked if he could reach over to get his water bottle. He reached over so quickly and abruptly before I could even say I would hand it to you. He locked the car door, pushed himself on top of me, covered my mouth with his hand and with his other hand pushed the seat back, my seat back, then tried to unbuckle his belt and pants button. You can imagine what I was thinking and feeling. I was numb at this point. I was trying to push myself off. I was trying to push him off. A few seconds later, a bright light shone on us. It was bright. He quickly jumped off me and back to the driver's seat and quickly said to me, if I say anything about what had just happened to the police, he would do something bad to me later. I was saved that night by this bright light. I kid you not, it was the cops. I could not believe how, you would not believe how grateful I was. I, I thank God every day that I was saved that night. The cops usually, why the cops were there is that they usually patrol the area sometimes. Um, as there are a lot of teenagers on Saturday nights um, just checking for alcohol and drugs um, in the cars, etc. They approached the car and shone the light again in his face and on the back seat. Asked why he had all that alcohol and there, you know, all that alcohol stash there. And he explained it was for a friend's party. They were about to do a breath test on him when the officer asked me if I was okay. I said, I'm okay, um, I'm just, I, I don't know this person properly, um, I'm on a date, this is my first time meeting him, and if I could um, leave, if I could just go to my car. Uh, the officer let me out of the car, um, and I ran for my life. I mm, did not look back for one second. I, I ran to my car, I got in, I locked the door, and I drove home. When I got home, I went on the app straight away and I reported him on the app. Blocked his number and every social media site I had him on, um, he was blocked on. The next day, I, I noticed his profile had disappeared from the app, uh, which was a relief. And yeah. That night was a, a nightmare and I hope it never happens to anyone. As I said, I was naive to the whole online dating world and I'm sure there were red flags that I wasn't aware of before I met him. I just didn't pick up on him. Um, so please, please, please be careful out there. I urge you to do your research. Know the warning signs. And please be safe out there.
How to safely meet a person you met online. Meeting people online is fairly common and often works out just fine for everyone involved. Still, there are risks when you get together in person with someone you've met online for the first time. Whether you're on social media or on a dating app, safeguard yourself and your private information from would-be criminals. If you want to safely meet a person you met online, keep your first few meetings public and brief and always have an escape route. Interacting online. Keep personal information off your profiles. If you want to stay safe online, anonymity is the way to go. Don't even use your real first and last name or list where you live or go to school. You don't want strangers online to know too much about you. If you have to enter your location, keep it as general as possible. List the general area rather than the city. Never put down your full address. Some sites allow you to organize your friends list into groups. You can then set the privacy controls so that only the people in those groups can see the other members. Check your privacy settings. Every social media platform or dating app has privacy settings that are designed to protect you. These settings allow you to control who can see specific information or posts you make. If you don't understand the way the privacy setting works, talk to a friend who can help explain them to you and get things set up the way you want. Most social media platforms allow you to view your profile the way a stranger would. So can so you can ensure you're not revealing more information than you want. Look into the background of people you meet. Once you've started talking to someone regularly, it may be time to do a little online sleuthing before you meet up in person. Even if you don't have a lot of personal information about them, there are still ways you can determine if they are deceiving you. Look at their friends list. If you have any friends in common, contact them and ask how they know the person and if they've ever met them in real life. Do an image search of them to see if they appear elsewhere on the internet. If someone's trying to pretend to be someone else, they may intend to harm you. Look at how they interact with their friends or followers. You can usually tell by their these interactions whether they actually know each other in person. Avoid giving away personal information. In general, you want to avoid telling anyone too much about yourself until you've met them face to face. Get to know them a little better before you tell them your home address, phone number or any other personal identifying information. This can be a delicate balance. If they're being safe, they won't reveal any personal information either. This can make it difficult to look into their background, but try to respect that they have the same privacy concerns you do. Take it slow. It can be easy to divulge too much information about yourself too quickly when you're talking online, especially if you talk to the person frequently. 
Keep your emotions in check and check yourself regularly to make sure you're not getting ahead of yourself. You don't want the person to know too much about you until you've met them in person at least two or three times. Keep conversations focused on common outside interests such as music or movies. Avoid talking too much about your own life or your thoughts and feelings. Trust your instincts. When you make friends with somebody, it can be tempting to shrug off comments or behaviours that normally would give you pause. Keep in mind that this person is a stranger and avoid giving them the benefit of the doubt. If the person says something that bothers you, mention it directly. Be honest and don't allow them to think you're okay with something when you're not. If you don't feel comfortable talking to the person about something that's bothering you, that is a red flag and indicates that this person isn't the best friend for you. Meeting in public. Choose a place where you're comfortable. You may not want to meet too close to home if you're worried about the person knowing where you live. But at the same time, you don't want to meet someone for the first time in an unfamiliar part of town. Often you will feel more comfortable in a place where you've been several times, especially if you're anxious about meeting this person for the first time. Ideally, you still want a place that you don't frequent often. If things don't work out, you don't want to risk running into that person again. Try to meet during the day, if possible. If you're both only available in the evening, choose a place that's fairly busy at the time you're planning to meet. Talk before meeting. Before you meet someone in person who you've met online, you want to make sure they are who they've said they are. The best way to go about this is to have a phone call or live video chat with them. If the person can't video chat with you, ask them to take a selfie holding a sign with particular words on it. This can assure you that they aren't pulling photos off the internet. If you've developed a friendship to the point where you want to meet in person, they shouldn't have any problem doing this. If, if they refuse or make excuses, it could be a red flag. <music> Bring a friend. If you're really nervous about meeting the person, bring a friend along with you or organize a group date with several friends. If the person legitimately wants to get to know you, they shouldn't be put out that you want to meet in a group first. Bring someone who knows the area, especially if you're meeting the person further away from home or in an unfamiliar part of town. Avoid alcohol on your first meeting. For people of drinking age, it's quite common to meet people at the local bar or pub. The problem is that alcohol can lower your inhibitions and cause you to lose control. If you do decide to drink, order a single drink with a low alcohol content such as a light beer or some water. And some water. Sip slowly, alternating between the beer and the water. Ask lots of questions. The point of meeting in person is to get to know each other better. Since a person might be more reserved in person than, that, than they were online, be prepared to ask questions to get them to open up. 
Referring back to a conversation you had online can help make both of you more comfortable. You'll be able to link the person in front of you to the conversations you had before. For example, you might say, I remember you telling me that Radiohead was your favorite band. Did you hear that they're playing a concert here in a few months? Okay. Keep your first meeting brief. For your initial meetup, find some place you can sit and talk for a half an hour or so. But don't plan anything any longer than that. This way, if you find you're not interested in the person, you don't have to spend too much time with them. A short meeting gives the two of you the opportunity to sniff each other out and figure out if there's any connection in, in person as there is online. Make a commitment with another friend so you have an easy out if the person tries to convince you to come somewhere else with them. If they do try to invite you somewhere else, pay attention to where. A predatory person might try to lure you to, more, to a more private or out-of-the-way location. Take a, your personal belongings with you. If you have to excuse yourself at any point, such as to use a restroom, do not leave your purse or cell phone unattended with the person you're meeting. Treat them as a stranger and don't give them access to your private information. Be extra cautious if you have a drink. Inspect the drink for any tampering upon your return. Plan another meeting. If the first meeting went well, plan a second, longer meeting rather than extending the first meeting. This way, you're continuing to take things slowly and you're remaining in control of the situation. Keep your second meeting around 20 to 30 minutes. It's okay if it goes a little longer. However, work your way up to a longer meeting. For example, you can share a meal together or go for a walk. A dating red flag is a warning sign that appears during a date that could indicate a problem, miscommunication or challenge in the future. Examples of dating red flags are talking only about themselves, avoiding difficult conversations, gossiping about their ex and withholding affection. Dating red flags can reveal themselves through a negative sign or action, a verbal or physical cue or the hint of a personality flaw, and they can be dangerous if not spotted early. Thank you for joining me on episode two. Thank you so much, guys. If there's anything you'd like me to talk about, please let me know. Um, I think you can message on uh, any one of the episodes applications and I will receive um, your messages and please if you like this channel and like more content please subscribe to um, the podcast um, I'll very much appreciate that um, thanks again for listening and I hope I've given you some helpful tips and um, again be safe out there and thank you so much for listening and being here um, on this podcast. Thank you and see you next time. Bye.